0: Well, it may not feel like it can be true, and certainly to me, it doesn't feel true. But today, we are actually going to be concluding uh, our first sermon series with me as your pastor. It's been two months have passed since I officially started here in Musum, and, and it feels like no time at all and forever all at once. Um, we've been working our way through a church covenant, which I'm hoping that we will be referring back to and discussing um, the foundations of our faith, the, the things that make up who we are, or, or at least who we should be. And so it's only right that we conclude this series with a discussion, uh, with a topic about something that many scholars believe is the most central to our faith, to our identity, and that is sacrifice. The covenant that we've been talking about has this to say on the subject, we are called to be a sacrificial people, risking uncertainty, becoming vulnerable, and reflecting the generosity of God. (laughs) There's a classic story of a pig and a chicken. They're walking down the road and the chicken says, hey pig, I was thinking that maybe we should open a restaurant. And the pig thinks, and he says, hmm, okay, well, what would we call it? The chicken says, uh, how about ham and eggs? The pig goes, oh, no thank you. Why not? Well, because you'd be committed, but I'd be involved. As with everything in this series, we could spend a lot of time discussing and dissecting the grand topic that is sacrifice within Christianity. But... For our purposes, we have to begin simply by understanding how broad it is. In the Bible, the nation of Israel always struggled with this concept. The Mosaic law in the Old Testament laid out very specific rules for sacrifices to God and made clear that sacrifices were meant for God alone. And yet over and over again, the Bible shows us how the Israelites disobeyed these laws and disobeyed God in the process. They were not willing to sacrifice their desires and their wants in order to put God first and to have a better relationship with Him. And I think there's no doubt that we struggle with the same thing. Part of being a sacrificial people is sacrificing ourselves, our will, our desires, our wants, in order to live lives, lives that are attuned to the will of God. Psalm 51 says, God does not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it, but rather my sacrifice O oh God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you God will not despise. So hypothetical situation, Pastor Jane, Jane Doe walks into uh, every corner Baptist church located in somewhere Canada. She asks the people a very simple question if you had a choice of one thing you'd like to see change in this church what would it be and the answers in these kind of situations always come back very similar uh, I want hymns or I want a 10-piece praise band that plays only music that was put out in the last three months I want deeper liturgy I want more video clips I want a larger Sunday school a huge youth group a whole bunch of volunteers a church where everyone tithes more than they should a church where I feel comfortable and I don't have to put up with so many changes a church where no one complains. We could go on and on. You get the picture. So here's the thing. I don't think one person in, that answer, in those answers of every corner of Baptist church is answering that question correctly. No one stopped and says, no one in these situations, no one stops and says, I want whatever God wants. I want to be used by his kingdom. I want us to be used to grow his kingdom. And that's, of course, the right answer. But it's the hardest answer, too. It's the scary answer because it's open-ended. And I know this is tricky because in these kind of situations, we're often asked for specifics. So I'm not trying to pick on anyone or anything. But it's a mentality shift. It opens us up to things that we may not like or enjoy. And this is the sacrificial answer. To be specific, this isn't some hypothetical just from every corner Baptist church in Canada. When this church, when Muslim Baptist Church was going through our transition before I arrived, you all partook in a survey asking about where we are going and who we are. And that information was and still is invaluable to the church leadership as we seek to uh, discern God's will for us. But it's safe to say that some of that information was contradictory as well. Everyone has their own ideas and thoughts. Sometimes they don't match up at all. And that's OK. We, we work through that. But I'm pleased to say that as I read through most of that, I saw many, many people whose hearts were clearly trying to be sacrificial. But what I'm saying is that we have to be prepared to surrender our own ideas fully and our thoughts and, and, and just say to God, "I'm ready to sacrifice my perceived future for yours." And so then we have to discuss, of course, what does God want? Well, clearly God wants us to be like Christ and follow his example. This is Sunday School 101. But that's a tall order because Jesus gave his life for you and me. And so when we're discussing sacrifice, he made the ultimate sacrifice. Are we prepared to do the same? And we'll get to this in a minute, but how likely is that? It doesn't mean that God is going to actually ask us to give our lives, but it doesn't mean we have to be willing to. Years ago, I was speaking at a youth conference and I asked a simple question to the room. I said, how many of you would jump in front of a moving bus for your best friend and every hand in the place shot up. And I said, okay, how many of you would be willing to jump in front of a moving bus for a perfect stranger? And again, every hand in the place shot up and then I dropped the bomb. I said, all right, now how many of you have ever had the chance? there was one kid in the back who raised his hand but you know he was just trying to be a troublemaker i liked that kid quite a bit my point to them that evening and my point today with this is to say we tend to think of sacrifice as something that happens all at once in a blaze of glory and we rightfully talk about that with christ christ made the ultimate sacrifice and he did it in in an incredibly dramatic way and i'm not saying we shouldn't focus on that but sometimes we miss the forest for the trees because we fail to look at the rest of the example Christ laid out for us in sacrifice. We focus on the ultimate sacrifice as well we should and miss all the stuff that came before of Christ exemplifying sacrifice in all the other areas of his life. Sacrifice is not usually a, a big glorious thing that happens in a, in a moment of, of uh, fanfare. It is a constant setting aside of oneself in favor of someone or something else. It is constant. It is always. The fact is that sacrifice has to always be a continual thing. And my point to that youth conference that evening was, Almost all of us are willing and ready to, to sacrifice a, something big in a, in a big moment of glory, but we're less willing to lay down our lives in tiny ways every day. Because that means we would have to nurture a willing heart. And it means having a trusting heart, one that allows God to be in control, remembering that he knows what is better for us, better than we ourselves know. It means surrendering. Romans 12 says, Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to His service and pleasing to Him. When we seek to follow Christ's example, when we allow God to change us to be more like Jesus, we become this kind of people who lay down our lives in tiny ways constantly. And so I want to look at the three things that I read a moment ago from the covenant. It's very convenient for a pastor that there are three things that are broken down about what it means to be a sacrificial people because uh, unofficially we always have to have three three points in a sermon, right? I'm nothing if not original. The covenant begins It says, we're called to be a sacrificial people risking uncertainty. See, true sacrifice always brings risk. And in the case of looking toward our future, we are absolutely risking an uncertain future. We talked about this when we discussed prayer a few weeks ago. But when we make requests of God, we have to be prepared for him to answer them. When I was here back in February candidating, I mentioned to you that in Bolivia we have a common saying, Cuando Dios nos quiere castigar, nos da lo que pedimos. Which means when God wishes to punish us, he gives us the things we ask for. Now, questionable theology aside, The point is very valid. We often say things like, We want God to take us in this church and use us however He would see fit. We want to go where He would have us go. But are we actually prepared for that? Are we truly prepared for Him to completely upend our plans and our hopes and our status? We live in a world so full of uncertainty that we crave stability. The fact that uncertainty is inevitable is really proven by these last few months. The good news for us is that as uncertain as the future may be, God is always faithful. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can be certain of that. And so as God's people, we can risk being uncertain because we serve a certain God. I find this hard personally. I like to have a plan. I'm the kind of guy who likes to think he knows what's going to happen. I drive Kate crazy because when we go on vacation, I, even if we don't stick to it, I have to get up in the morning knowing what the plan is. I like to prepare myself. I, I think I can flex a little bit, but I just have to know. My daughter's very much this way. Abby, every morning, she does a lot better when, in, throughout the day and behaves a lot better and enjoys herself in the day a lot better she sits in the morning with Kate and I, she crawls into bed with us, and we recount what the day is going to hold. And she does very well if things change, but she has to have that plan. Okay, here's what I can expect here, here's what I can expect here. But that's not always possible, particularly in the life of a church. That's not possible. And if we're going to be truly sacrificial, it's definitely not possible. And so this can be hard for us. We've never been this way before. The world is changing quickly, and so sometimes we have no idea how to react. We don't know what tomorrow will bring, and so we don't know where Christ would have us go. But we need to follow him where he leads and work where he is already working. One of the things you'll hear me say often is, I don't know if this is going to work out or not, but let's try it. Because we can't be afraid of failure. We have to go where we think God is calling us. And sometimes we're going to get it wrong. Sometimes we're going to try it and realize, oh boy, this didn't work out at all. But if we're going to try it, we're going to go full bore. If we're going to run into walls, I want us hitting them full speed. Because no one ever changed the world by being cautious not saying we should be imprudent there's a big difference we need to do everything in our power to discern where god is calling us and then pursue that full bore (coughs) pardon me i have developed a cold this week so if i'm coughing i will ask your forgiveness as a church as a people of god Let's risk being uncertain in what we're doing in order to figure out some new ways to reach this community. In order to figure out where Christ and God are having us go. Some things that we try again, they might fail, but we will learn and discern and adapt. We can't let uncertainty be what slows us down. Having a plan is good. Being scared of an uncertain future is not what we have been commanded. But the other thing that happens when we truly want to be a sacrificial people is that we become a vulnerable people. When we welcome uncertainty, we open ourselves up to uh, fear and anxiety. Vulnerability is central to our faith, and might have deserved its own its own sermon in this topic, but in this series. But I'm including it here. C.S. Lewis really hits the nail on the head. He's, he's got a lengthy quote that I'm going to read to you. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one. Wrap it carefully the hobbies with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up in a safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless it will change it will not be broken it will become unbreakable impenetrable irredeemable because to love is to be vulnerable this is a hard one if we're going to be sacrificial people we have to be open we're literally opening ourselves up to pain and hurt and I am talking personally and together vulnerability is One of the hardest things God calls us to be. But being vulnerable is so crucial. Some of you have heard me talk about the importance of building relationships in our community. We can only do that when we're willing to be vulnerable. Opening ourselves up to other people in in hope of building a relationship. And we will get burned. But we've got to keep trying because it will be worth it. I actually think that being vulnerable has the potential to be the greatest tool a person can have in our Christian witness. Studies actually show that the biggest reason that people are skeptical of churches and Christianity is because we project an air of certainty. We act as if we have everything figured out. We don't share our struggles and our weaknesses. And perhaps most importantly, we don't share our failings. I just read you a lengthy quote and my, my professor of preaching would, in seminary would be very mad at me, but I'm going to read you another one from Carl Rogers. He says, I have found most invariably that the very feeling which has seemed to be most private, most personal, and most incomprehensible by others has turned out to be an expression for which there is a resonance in many people. It has led me to believe that the most personal and unique in each of us is probably the very element element which would, if it were shared and expressed, speak most deeply to others. When we share the things we are struggling with, when we share the things that we are going through, when we share the areas where we are failing, people suddenly see a new uh, see us in a new light. But doing that takes sacrifice that means putting yourself aside and saying i'm going to put my own feelings on this on this and my own vulnerability here aside in order that this might be a tool for god vulnerability can be the silver bullet jesus modeled it for us so perfectly he was always totally open totally honest he hid nothing We read of his tears, his pain, his anger, all of his emotions. Being a sacrificial people means being vulnerable like our Savior. And both of these things, coming back to the covenant, lead to something else. Which is that it leads to us reflecting the generosity of God. Now, I'm not going to get too much into Uh, generosity in terms of monetary things, that we will be having sermons on giving. I promise you I will make you very uncomfortable in that regard uh, sometime soon. But generosity is a bigger thing here. This one is hard too. All three of these are just incredibly difficult. God is a generous God. He has given us so much. He's blessed us beyond our wildest dreams and certainly much more than we deserve. If we're to be a sacrificial people, then we need to reflect that kind of generosity. And Jesus would often point this out in his parables and teachings. A great example of this is in Mark 12, starting in verse 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had to live on. This woman gives God everything she has. Sacrificial people do that. But this is about more than money. Sacrificial people give of themselves their time even when it hurts they give of their vulnerability i'm going to keep coming back to that because they want to follow jesus at all costs sacrificial people put someone or something else in front of them constantly i just want to read again from the the covenant because I want this beaten into us. I want us to truly understand this. We are all called to be a sacrificial people, risking uncertainty, becoming vulnerable, and reflecting the generosity of God. One thing leads to another. We will spend more time talking about sacrifice. We will spend more time talking about all these different facets of what it means to be a sacrificial people. But in order to understand how that affects our identity in Christ, we have to begin by understanding the end point and how we get there. Sacrificial people reflect the generosity of God. And they do that by inviting vulnerability and by risking an uncertainty in future and in, in the present. And so the question for us as a church, as Muslim Baptist church, has to be, do we want to follow Jesus at all costs. Are we willing to sacrifice uncertainty and vulnerability in order to get there, in order to reflect that generosity of God? I I certainly hope so. And I know that we will be trying in the coming weeks and months and years. But I've already talked about how we have to be honest about our shortcomings and our hypocrisies and our failings. And so as we try to exemplify this and be this, in the coming weeks and months and years we have to be willing to admit our shortcomings we have to be willing as a church to be vulnerable and say we messed up and say you know we we missed the mark on this we have to be willing to come together and say look we're not a perfect people and we'll fix it and we'll try and move forward but that authenticity that humility of spirit. When we can grasp that, then we can become a truly sacrificial people. Christ showed us what a sacrificial life looks like, and now it is our turn to show that to a needy world. God calls us to be a sacrificial people and a sacrificial church. And we have got to remember that sacrifice applies to us personally, and as a church. There will be difficult decisions that we have to make. There will be things that we all are going to undertake together, knowing that some people didn't want to go this route or didn't feel this was the right route to go, but we sacrifice together. This will be painful. There will be things that are uncomfortable for all of us, and we have to be willing to invite that. Not just be okay with that, but invite it into our midst. We are called to be a sacrificial people who lay down their life, lives in tiny ways every day. This church is called to be a sacrificial church in this community, in this time, and in this place that, that sacrifices in tiny ways as well as big ones. Let us pray together. Lord, grant us simplicity of faith and a generosity of service that gives without counting cost, a life overflowing with grace, poured out from you who gave everything, that we might show the power of love to a broken world and share the truth from a living word. Father, grant us simplicity of faith and a yearning to share it, we pray. Amen. Well, and so now go. Go into the mission field that God has given you and us, sacrificing your will to the will of god go knowing that you have been fed at his table by his hand and are filled with the grace of the holy spirit go knowing that god the father god the son and god the holy spirit go before you go with you and go behind you as you seek to be a people of sacrifice grace and peace be to you amen